0: Break Brake Fix's History of Motorsports series is brought to you in part by the International Motor Racing Research Center, as well as the Society of Automotive Historians, the Watkins Glen Area Chamber of Commerce, and the Argettsinger family. We had a great time talking with Kip Zaiter and Rick Huey about the IMRRC, but well, we felt like listeners didn't get to know them as a motorsports and car enthusiasts. So as an encore to the original episode, We've put together this mini-sode based on our post-session happy hour.
1: And as we pull in for a quick pit stop, remember to like, subscribe, and support us on Patreon.
0: And as always, I'm your host, Brad. And I'm Eric. So let's roll.
2: Okay. Now, Eric, correct me if I'm wrong. <clears throat> you guys are really an Audi club, right? Is that? Am I correct in that? Oh,
1: no. We, start, we started as an Audi club 20 years ago. No, we are a non-denominational motorsports enthusiast group. So we're oh, in, cool. yeah. We are into all different disciplines. We are into all different types of cars, right? And so again, your story is just part of the bigger story. It's, it's a chapter in the book of motorsports, right? And so we've been talking to all sorts of people, be it organizers of, of groups like SCCA or, or Chin or, or whoever it might be. And then we have industry partners coming and talking about safety. Um, there's an episode that's going to come out where we, we're going to have locked in on, right? To talk about insurance and things like that. So now that it's out there, and we're not the regular let's talk about the latest version of mclaren's p whatever you know it's not motor trend or or auto week we're here to talk about grassroots motorsports in all disciplines be it off-roading autocross track whatever whatever have you but i have to ask a question that we are at this point probably infamous for asking on this show which we we come at different angles usually you know this mythical three-car garage or you know sexiest car on the planet or car that was on the poster on your wall as a kid you know kind of thing but We'll put it, I'll phrase it this way: money was no object, and it could be anything—production car, street car, hot rod, whatever. If money was no object, car you would have in your garage. And we'll start with Rick. Just, just one. I mean, if you want if you want an alternate to go with that, but if you had <laughs> okay. to pick, All right. you had to okay. pick. Uh, my daily driver would be, uh, uh, oh, gosh,
0: Dodge Viper, I think
1: oh man after my own heart
0: <laughs> i had a day at skip barber with those and uh, they're just an amazing car yeah.
1: which generation of viper the uh the early ones uh oh. the 90, 92 i think god uh, bless you the 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 blue ones with the white stripes. Yes, the the, the Shelby Vipers, the original. Yes, exactly. Ones, yes. When you that's, I, I thought about that when you were talking about Ayacuca earlier. I thought now he did a lot for motorsports in Chrysler. So. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of people don't realize the Viper project was a Skunk Works project. He bought he put him in an entirely separate building. I mean, there's I, I won't get into that. I wrote an article on that too. But but, uh, but at any rate, so
0: yeah.
1: so Kip, over to you.
2: Oh gosh! Um, not just because we happen to be pushing this car, but honestly, I growing up, I was never much of a Corvette guy. I, like Rick, I was more a Ford guy. Um, my dad owned a lot of Fords, uh, so prior to actually being able to, one of the one of the perks of my job is to is to be able to drive the C8 around a little bit, and it is awfully nice. It's it's very it can be very nondescript. Well, visually, it's not nondescript at all, but um, you could have it in your regular street mode, and you can just go bumper to bumper traffic, no big deal. Uh, you can get out of town, push the go pedal, and it and it goes like a rocket. Um, I do like this Corvette a lot. Um, I don't know. I mean, I actually I was getting my wife's Ford serviced a few weeks ago, and there was a RC8 stickers at sixty five thousand. There was a sixty five thousand. Shelby GT350 in the Ford garage that I was at, which also stickered at sixty-five thousand dollars, and visually, it's no match. The Corvette has it all over the all over the Shelby. Although, again, I'll come back to my the visceral stuff. That flat crank Ford motor, which I believe they're discontinuing in the uh, in the Ford GT or whatever the derivation is. That thing is just oh my god! That's unbelievable sound. I'd be hard pressed maybe to not turn one of those down. So I didn't really answer your question. Either the Corvette, the Shelby. Uh, I'm a sucker for a Porsche Cayman too. I like those a lot. So I need a bigger garage. That's that's the answer. Uh, That's usually the answer to the question.
1: That's usually what happens when you're when you're a true petrol head, you can't just pick one. But and, you know, this helps us get to know you guys better as petrol heads as well. So I got to ask this question because you cut you guys. We we like asking this last question before we go into our close out (laughs) here. And I'll start with Kip and then go back to Rick. Sexiest car of our most beautiful. I'll put it this way. Most beautiful car of all time, in your opinion.
2: Oh wow. Um, Ferrari Daytona would have to be right up there. Uh, or Oh gosh. The um, some of the probably some of the early Can Am McLarens. Not, I mean I'm talking race car now, but yeah, like a P4. I was like the M8B yeah, I think yeah. it had that big wing on the back. I I just thought those were just cooler and get out. So
0: well, I got to go with the Jaguar XKE Coupe. Yeah.
1: That is a common thread. You don't know how many people will go to the E-Type Jag, especially the yeah. Coupe, as a de facto, one of the best looking cars ever built. And it is, yeah. it's is—it's amazing. And I can't find fault with that answer. I mean, yes, the 250 Testarossa, there's some other cars, but you just look at the Jag and it doesn't matter what angle it always looks good. So I, I tip my hat to you or you are in a club with many other of our guests who have, have answered that way.
2: Okay. Now what's your answer?
1: Oh, but see, I come, I come from a, I come from a different time period. Right? So I look at the cars and I, I, I think the Viper's gorgeous. I think it still looks good. It's a, it's an elegant car, even though it's a big brooding muscular machine, but honestly, And I like some ugly ducklings, like the 914 and and some other things. But ah, the F40 has always had a soft spot for me. It's the last car that Enzo put his hands on. And when it came out in the late 80s, it was just like, wow, right? Because it was also the first Ferrari outside of the 288 that was basically a formula car with a body on top of it. And I don't know, there's something about the F40. It, It just... Yeah. It is it is very period appropriate, but on the same token, whenever you see one, your jaw just hits the floor. You're like, <laughs> "There's no other car like it," you know.
2: Yeah. You know what was also a very cool car was the Lancia Stratos. Yes. Rally car. Mm-hmm. I understand yes. they they were a beast to drive. Really short wheelbase, but those those were just some of the gutsiest looking cars ever in, and, my, in my book.
1: And as a little spoiler, and I'll delete this,
2: we're hoping to
1: have a guest on the show soon after we talk to you guys who has, I don't know if it's an original, if he imported or if it's a replica, but he has a three liter Alfa Romeo powered Stratos here. He's in Pennsylvania. And we saw him at a track event. I have video of the car full Alitalia livery, the whole nine wow. yards. And we're hoping to interview him and get the entire backstory on that car.
2: Uh, Eric, Alpha was supposed to be the featured mark for vintage this year. Of course, that got shelved, but it is going to be the featured mark next year. Ooh. So you should put the bug in this gentleman's ear that we'd love to have his car up here for that. Absolutely, I can do that. that I can definitely do that.
1: And uh, I am. I, I so. To, they always say the joke. What is it on Top Gear? Is to re, to achieve true petrolhead status, you have to have owned an Alpha at some point in your life, and I'm I'm still trying to get there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, I had one, I had one of the first 240 Z's, which I dearly loved. That was oh, just a great, great car. And then it just got bigger and dumber. And yeah, you know, we not, have not so much now, but
1: the 240
2: a, Z was classic.
1: We have an episode about that too, as well. One of our members, we, he's our, our resident Z man. We, we call him Porsche Al because he had a 911 in there in the middle, but his story starts with a Z and currently is ending with a Z and he's, and he's racing one and he's actually thinking about the new 400 that just came out. Uh, so there's a whole story behind that, that as that well. It so. has
2: a lot of styling cues from the original 240. Yeah.
1: That's correct. So that's great.
2: Yeah.
0: If you like what you've heard and want to learn more about GTM, be sure to check us out on www.gtmotorsports.org.
1: Consider signing up for Patreon today at www.patreon.com forward/gtmotorsports. And remember, without fans, supporters, and members like you, none of this would be possible.